Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I really need to know if Sidney Crosby is in a fantasy bake-off league. <laughs> he does not seem like the type to play fantasy football. <laughs> Because if he's going to commit to it, he's going to commit to it. But given the fact that we've learned he likes to bake, I very much feel like he's in a fantasy bake-off league. Do and- you think he has set up a great, great British baking show league? No, 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 with no, no, no. Se- With the new season starting. <laughs> it's starting Please. Friday. Let us call it. It's a great British bake-off. Screw sorry, you, I'm Pillsbury. Sorry. Okay. Screw you. I apologize. The views, the the views presented fa- by Patrick are not represented by those Pat uh, any of the 3v3 podcast membership. I I hope Netflix properly compensates the host for re-recording bits and pieces of those intros. I really do. It's one take. Okay, say it this way. All right, that's good. Your reset. Action. Oh, I know. I just find it absurd. Yeah. Well. Because American copyright. Now, dude, oh, man. wonder if he has, like, all the guys. You know how the, you know how the football players, not all of them are football players. You know how the hockey players tend to want to congregate over, like, you know, one of the guys' houses when they don't have a game on Sunday and it's an off day? You know, they just all congregate over one of the players' houses and they sit there all day long and watch nothing but football and do all their fantasy stuff. I wonder if Sydney does that when the Great British Bake Off episodes drop on Fridays. <laughs> immediately download it and then there's a section of a plane let's say they're traveling for a saturday game i can see it or does well or does he hold it off until they're back and then you know he does the whole captain thing everybody come over to my house we're gonna watch the show or he sets up and 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 gets a large room at the team hotel if they're on a long road trip where they've got mm-hmm. the, like the little dining room in the congregation area that they have for the meeting room they save it for around lunchtime man somebody somebody as he slightly side eyes towards Wyshynski <laughs> needs to ask Sydney what his preferred method for sourdough starter is Does he do does he do equal parts of white and wheat and water? Does he change his ratio? Where is his proving room? <laughs> does he have a proving drawer? Oh my god, we need to know if Sidney Crosby has a proving drawer in his house. Okay. <laughs> Asking the real questions. <laughs> we need god. if John Tavares has Damn a kombucha it. tat. Exactly. What percentage of players, and not their significant others, but the players specifically, need a proving drawer? Does he go with, like, Bob's Red Mill? Or does he get, like, a local grind? And does he and, and is he going with, with zero or double zero grind? See, I'm sitting here listening to all of this, and I'm like, if he ever catches wind of this podcast... We're just giving him way too many ideas. <laughs> I would I would hope he already has these ideas. Mm. See, I that's what I'm know. thinking. He 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 is he seems very meticulous and if it's something that he's into, he gets into it and he enjoys all of it. Does he go with kosher or sea salt? Does he finish it off with the flake salt? And 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 Oh God! Does he does he go Dutch? Does he use a, a a Dutch oven, or does he has a does he have a convection steamer for his sourdough? Well, does Pittsburgh, he have a pizza brick oven out in the back? That's for rustic loaves. I mean, some you need some you need to do the the steam the steam convection method to really get the oven spring. And you get the good crumb inside it because you got the <laughs> you got the moisture from the steam and the convection sort of gives you the caramelization. Mm-hmm. Man, 
And I still want to know the answer to the question. Does he or does he not put walnuts in his banana bread? Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't put walnuts in his banana bread, I want to know how long he's been a member of Al-Qaeda. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Next question. Which terrible NHLer is most likely to put chocolate chips oh, in their um, muffins? That's easy. Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. You think Brady Kachuk knows how to make his own muffins? No. No, he just he just commands whomever is making them for him that they put chocolate chips in. See, my vote was going to be Patrick Line because apparently he's a master air fryer, mm-hmm. according to um, new cool. house guests Adam Fantilli. So that was always funny, you know. I I sort of caught wind of that and I looked and was like, who thought of air frying a steak? Oh, you know, it was like, oh, I don't want to like grill this. I'm feeling tired. I'll just, maybe I'll throw it in the air fryer and see what happens. It, it's clearly a player who bought or rented a condo and realized they couldn't get a grill. Mm. They couldn't. They didn't have a patio where it was patio? okay to put one out. Well, no, they just don't have a space to keep one, and they don't. They didn't think about that sort of thing. Throw it in the broiler. You got an oven? You know, that's how a lot of steakhouses do it. They just crank the oven on broil and slap a steak in there on a broiler pan. Some flame grill, some broil. Some do it in a condom and then reverse sear it. And yes, I mean sous vide. And then there are some, I'm going to say one percent of the players that knew know okay this is the right technique for this type of meal that i'm making with this cut of whatever that if we point blank ask them the question they say well it depends what's the scenario here am i am i doing this am i facing this it'd almost be like asking a coach a um systems question and you would never get a straight answer because they're incapable of thinking that way. Hello, Brent Burns. Don't, don't mind me being the only woman in this conversation just sitting here quietly giggling at the men talking about cooking. <laughs> well, you, 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 you may, of course. You know, I, as a man, shall afford you permission to do so because you know everything's run and controlled by us. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know who used to be really good at that at that kind of stuff, Pat. Amazingly, well, not amazingly, but of all people, Douglas Murray. I can believe that. I, I succinctly remember there was a when they used to do the show Shark Bites. Um, there was an episode about Doug Murray, Douglas Murray in the kitchen, and man, that guy can cook. I mean, and it wasn't just you know oh, slap some meat on you know because it's always been the not always but excuse me. There's that there's that sort of traditional separation of responsibilities between the men and the women men go play fire grill or meat women do other stuff go with meal make corn neck no doug was doug was really good with all of it he was making fish and asparagus and veg i mean all that kind of stuff and i was like good on you okay so here here's the real question we need wyshynski to ask folks What cooking competition do you think you'd be best at? And at some future all-star weekend or something, that needs to be a... Competition NHL cook-off? Yeah, like set up some sort of outdoor kitchen uh, canopy. Not so much of a tent, because I presume they're going to be in some sort of tropic area, but like... Have a group of players like grilling fish. If you're in a major fishing area, say like, well, I don't know how much, I don't know how great the fishing is right off of um, sunrise would be, but you know, it's in the vicinity. Yeah, you don't want to be eating fish directly out of whatever body of water a city is sitting right on just kind of a thought there, especially bottom feeder fish. And cooking fish is hot is kind of hard. If you don't if you're not really like 
familiar with it, you can really botch that really quickly. Cassie? Huh? That's the point. It's a competition. It's not a let's just chuck a softball at these guys. Now, do we do we do it? Do we do it? I mean, I've never watched Top Chef, but I understand the concept of the show. I mean, there are there are hundreds of them out there. Well, the answer to your question, Patrick, before you even answer it is yes, because every other cooking competition show is just a derivative says another person who's never watched an episode but has heard yeah everyone just steals from this show well i was gonna say or do we do like a a, an iron chef style where you you have they could be teams of three players now see there's your comedy right there right and then you've got the chef and the two sous chefs and they're going head to head Yeah, if you want comedy right there, that's where it's at. And then, and then you need, and then you need. Um, who do we need? Who do we need on on the floor? Who do we need on the floor as the as the announcer? Well, I would I would prefer we had Wyshynski down there, but we can throw Emily Kaplan down there to do the Fukuya san. Go ahead, Kaplan. Hmm. Alex Debrinkat says he and his team are going to make a, a a chicken Alfredo for us with fresh <laughs> Alfredo sauce, a four cheese Alfredo sauce from scratch. Mmm, <sighs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> no, I think I think we need to. It, the one and only rule is that they cannot use pasta. I love that rule. <laughs> they have to find another starch to use. They cannot use pasta. Because when when you were describing what you learned about Patrick Murray, or Douglas Murray, Patrick, <laughs> my mind immediately went to the old NHL Network show, Like a Day in a Life. Oh, yeah. Which, those were really good. Those they were really good. well made. Um it goes back to thinking this was before the days where every team did like team lunches on game days, like for a home game. And I remember episode with uh, Manny Malhotra while he was in Columbus going home and just making the most basic pasta and red sauce meal you would ever imagine. And I was just like, good for him for doing this himself. You know, but yeah, re- remove those easy wins for players and see what they could really do. Yeah, but well, I mean that's that's like everybody's favorite quote unquote favorite dish is chicken and pasta of something, and that's what like almost everybody says when they're asked, "Oh, what do you, you know? What's your pregame meal? What do you what what's your favorite thing to eat before you play?" Blah 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 is some kind of pasta chicken dish, and it's like okay, let's take out the pasta then. Let's yeah. do something else. Or as Connor Bernard would say, uh, whatever his mom is telling him how to make today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, Every time I see him or hear him speak, I want, I'll, all I can think of is the Rob, is there's the line from Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams and I want, after he gets dressed down by his CEO and comes out of the room and says the infamous line about if there was ever someone in a, the infamous line about needing an oral act placed performed upon them as a, as a firm of stress release. I wasn't going to say the full line because this is sort of like that weird do we put ourselves as explicit or not line? <clears throat> that kid had ban. He, oh boy, he's he's got future like snap written all over him right now. There's just going to be a mental breakdown where he's sitting in the corner, you know, just mumbling to himself, pucks in deep. 
Pucks in deep. <laughs> Gotta get pucks in deep. <laughs> pucks are in deep, Dad. Pucks are pucks are going in deep, Dad. And you can hear them all the way down the hall, you know, in the mental institution. Mm-hmm. And amazing, you know, finally a white man stood up for the right of the Native Americans. <laughs> When he complained about someone stepping on the block. Oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> Our racist logo got trod upon by someone, huh? Mm. A passively oh, no. aggressively placed racist logo. I, and you know what the <laughs> funny thing to me is, is, you know, everyone was like, well, how about when you're all, you know, in there chucking your stinky ass sweaters and socks and crap in the center? And somebody retorted and said, well, they, they put a cover on it before then. I'm like, you know what, Sunshine? It's still there. It's still under mm-hmm. the cover. You just, you know, unlike a sexual assault, you just can't hide it. It doesn't disappear. Yeah. Yeah, but if you can't see it, then it doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. La, 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 la. I mean, let's be honest, you put something on the floor in the middle of the room and you tell people to not walk on it is like the most passive aggressive controlling ass thing that you can do. Of course, people are going. It's like telling it's like trying to get cats to stay off the kitchen counter. Yeah, they might be out. You might train them to get stay off the kitchen counter when you're not home. But I guarantee when you are home, they're still walking across that thing. So, you know, it's like. If you don't genuinely don't want people to walk on it, don't put it in a place where people are going to walk on it. Otherwise, you're just like setting everybody up for failure. It's it's a it it's such a passive aggressive like controlling thing, and I've never understood why people thought it was a good idea. <laughs> uh the the typical and we all know you know we can rehash this the typical response is well it's you know it's emblematic of of things that they do in the military you know respect the cl- respect the flag respect the squad respect the divi- all of that kind of stuff great i am all down for that i didn't realize that bauer made submachine guns <laughs> and kevlar and, and kevlar body armor and I yeah. wasn't aware that that warrior made night vision goggles and 50 cal sniper rifles. Give me a break. It's hockey. You know, I having worked for the military's contractor for 10 years, I can tell you that putting something in the middle of the floor where and telling people not to walk on it would have lasted exactly a, minute. a day yeah. it, before it was tossed yeah. out and said, Grow the F up. We're not doing this. Yeah. They even uh, that's kind of what I'm getting at is even those guys know where the line between stupid and necessary is. Right. Oh, well, this is tradition. As our friend Jeff Merrick says, tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. <laughs> Rules are meant to be questioned, and if they make sense, they're followed. If they don't make sense, then you need to like have discussions with people to have better rules. I uh, remember when David Booth came out and said something. I mean, he said something really stupid. Like I think it was before the or during the COVID outbreak, he was talking about autonomy. You know how he was against certain things because they it, it, uh, impacted his autonomy. And, and I'm just sitting there going, I did one of those, just do it Nike ads with him. And it's like, believe in something, even if something believe, even if something means believing something autonomous, which I totally just learned that word yesterday. And it sounds cool. Doesn't it? Autonomous, autonomous. See, it could be about cars, but it can totally not be about cars. And that's pretty cool too. Just do it. I mean, that's kind of what I hear with these guys. It's sort of like, I just learned what this word means yesterday, and it sounds like it would be totally applied to this thing. I just learned that we're not supposed to step on the logo. Somebody stepped on the logo that wasn't part of the team. It was part of the press, and that makes it worse because the press is not our friends, except when they totally are. Except when they're a necessary part of your job. 
except when they're actually engaging and fun to talk to and you don't cross the line of leaking uh, you know it's give me a break but in other news Todd McFarlane has decided to spin up his McFarlane line of hockey figures again after a almost 10 year absence and that's exactly the response I expected to receive (laughs) And it's funny because it looks like they're all, um, well, the ones that I've seen so far, it looks like they're in their reverse retros, except for the Kraken. So he, and it's quinky dink. He has Connor McDavid in the oil drop reverse retro, which is funny because he designed the original logo for the oil drop. Still one of the best third jerseys ever created. I will hear no arguments. Thank you very much. Um, it took me a minute because I was like, I looked at the name of the player and I'm like, that's not the, you know, oh, it's the reverse retro Buffalo Sabres uniform. So it looks like it's the McDavid, Tage Thompson, Beneers, and I forget who the fourth one was, but it was somebody I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I have a number of those from the early, late 90s, early 2000s. So I will no longer feel bad about having them displayed in my room. Shouldn't feel bad about I it know, anyway. I know, I don't. You like them, that's all that and, matters. You know, that's it. I just like, like, I, like I give a crap. I'm not breaking any laws. I'm not making anyone's life worse. I'm not making, I'm not intentionally setting out to be destructive. You sure about that last I said. One? I said intentionally. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Just some clarification. <laughs> so, I, I'm uh, I'm looking at more of the images, uh, sp- uh, the official images from McFarland, and not just the the leak, the social. Yeah. yeah. Um, why did they use Mark Messier's old helmet as the model for what's on all these players? My God, that looks like that mission helmet that he tried to. You know, have spun up. Um, production costs. <laughs> they already had the tooling from the last time when they made these and they stopped making them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's real easy to just add those little CCM letters on Connor McDavid's forehead. But when I was looking at a preview image, I was like, wait, why did they make it Edmonton, Mark Messi? Oh, my God. No, that that's supposed to be McDavid. Oh, Wow, that is not, and boy, yeah. kind of looks like he just stepped off of a hall, or no, not a hallmark, one of those Christian, one of those Christian store knockoff generic type Christmas ornament things that they sell, just supposed to, you know, it's somebody that's supposed to look like a cherub. You know, like they take a Hallmark design with a little angel or something and they try and make their own deviation from it and it ends up just looking creepy. Kind of like the Cristiano Ronaldo statue. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I've always kind of found him a little bit creepy. (laughs) Tage Thompson looks like uh, just... A younger uh, Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles. Just the face and the jaw. He looks like a character from that movie. Wow, that Crosby. Okay, now that Crosby one is really kind of freaking me out. I got to be honest with you. Because <laughs> it, it really does look like, you know, the, the, the serial killer in North Dakota type thing. Because he's got the overly red cheeks and sort of the psychotic face. He's kind of cherub looking. And then the picture behind him is Sidney Crosby, right? He's got like the little stubble growth and his mouth is open yelling at someone because he's Sidney. And the other thing that's thrown me is the the width of the visors is like way the hell off. It's like they're almost as wide as their shoulders. Okay, this is our live in. (laughs) 
This is our live, live reviewing of photos on the internet. You can follow along at home. We'll sync your clocks, sync your podcasts to the, where are we? Hang on, hang on, hold please. To the 2450 mark and look at the, and look at the pictures in order. Mm-hmm. Now turn the page to Connor McDavid. Mm, no. Please. I want to be up to sleep tonight. Please no. follow along in your textbook. <laughs> okay. In these figures, they will never get the sticks quite right. They never will. The blades will always be straight. They will be very generic. But looking at the Connor McDavid away jersey, they managed to get the CCM brand name of his stick, but nothing else about it remotely close. They just had to throw a little jet speed on there. You think they have that kind of money? There's the, all that, you know, there's, and, and I know I'm being ironic here. Cause you know, the minute they have the right to license the brand name, Any of the product line names are well, generally included with it, so it wouldn't have been that hard to do. But if you look at some of the other sticks, like some of the Bauer players, so Cole Caulfield, Pasternak, they tried a little. They had a little color to his stick. I'm looking at Tage Thompson, who uses a super tax Nerd alert. They- they tried a little. The Crosby <laughs> stick is a ripcord. Okay. Alert. Which makes me now have to go back and watch Edmonton Oilers preseason games where Connor McDavid play. Oh. Um, I need to see what stick he was using at the end Nerd of last year. Alert alert. You say that like it's a bad Settle thing. down, women. Pat's spoken for. <laughs> yeah but if uh, my significant other were listening to this conversation she might have she might beg to differ oh uh, i'm going to hell so fast <laughs> they'll just they'll just probably go ahead and, and elevate me to emperor when i get there <laughs> That's why you're never going to go. They're afraid you're going to Yeah, go we don't want them. Hell with that. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my goodness gracious me. Um, so preseason's been boring. <laughs> yep. Wait a minute. That's kind of redundant, shocker. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's shocker. <laughs> oh, things have gotten... Um feisty in games no no they no they haven't guys are just trying to win jobs yeah it's because you know you make a little more money when you make the big club well, if you've got a two-way deal <laughs> and if the seller yeah there have been a lot of like guys on ptos so here's the thing um i i have i have clocked to their scheme here cassie you notice a lot mm-hmm. of the guys who are on ptos or nhl veterans do you remember when the NHL said there was a minimum veteran count required for all your preseason games? Uh, now that we're reaching the end of a lot of these preseason games and the younger players have been sort of filtered out, the actual NHLers can start coming in. So now we don't need those PTOs anymore. Just needed warm bodies that weren't going to be guys in our regular lineup, so we didn't get, get the, or have the chance of them getting injured in preseason by fulfilling yep. the quota. Yep, a little bit of that, and a little bit of you know, I want them land, you know, I want them land training, or you know, I don't want him, you know, I don't want to have to fly Austin Matthews out here just for this. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say there are exceptions like the Kraft Hockeyville games that a lot of those players will want to go to. Or in the case of one 
Sidney Crosby, his his hometown, his hometown game, just so he can uh, start start uh, start grassroots marketing his banana bread for when he retires. <laughs> He'll open up a bakery. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> what would be his banana? What would be his? I'm trying to think of what a what a good brand name for him would be. For banana bread specifically, well, or like baking just his, in just general? His, just his invariable, um, in, uh, um, inevitable is what I, I didn't mean invariable. Just for his inevitable um, baking line. Mm. You know, whole grain, healthy. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go. I, 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 I've heard he's got a bit of a sweet tooth, so I, I don't know that it would be all. That I didn't healthy. say all the products in the line would be. <laughs> so Sidney Crosby currently has eleven hundred and ninety career regular season games played. What should the Pittsburgh Penguins get him for career game 1300? Uh, a pizza oven from Naples. One of those big, like, four-ton, you know, massive wood, ceramic, cast iron, you know, ancient stone pulled out of the... So it sounds like they should be talking to you so you can tell them what you want so he can have it? he hasn't already told them this and they haven't already figured it out sure they can come to me <laughs> hmm. not not gas fired i mean this sucker's got to be wood and and they need to import you know like four or five cords of of olive wood from naples for him as well as oh and even better here casting we'll, we'll add to this mm-hmm. is they buy him mm-hmm. they buy him a section of the the San Marino where they make the where the tomatoes are grown in Naples they buy mm-hmm. him a section of tomato plant so he can have his own private tomatoes from Naples mm. for his pasta sauces his pizza sauces you know whatever anything you know he wants to do tomato wise mm-hmm. and then he can have the Crosco line of baked goods already already go 87 Mm -hmm. bakeries or 87 degrees (gasps) because there is that bakery chain that's called 85 right no 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 87 chips chipping in the puck 87 chips yeah that just that just makes it sound like he's making potato chips there is there is a bakery called eighty five degrees and it's centigrade and they bake everything. He could do eighty seven because it's two better. It's not one better, you know. It's two better. Mm-hmm. And of course, like his contracts, all of his prices would have to have eighty seven then in them somewhere. So nothing would mm-hmm. be like nine dollars. It'd be like eight dollars and seventy cents. Mm-hmm. Or ten dollars and eighty-seven cents. Dear Sydney Crosby, hire us to be your uh, marketing team. We'd have this. <laughs> we'd have this so locked down so fast it wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> Tell us what you want. We'll figure the rest out. <laughs> so I was just doing some back of the napkin math. Mm. Now, there's this little international hockey tournament that's going to take place in February 2026. Unfortunately, it's not in Naples, but it's within an earshot of Naples. Well, it's Italy. Everything's a quick day trip. Everything's a quick day trip. Flights are cheap. Flights, hell. Hop a train. You're there in a few hours. Oh, but it's, but it's Italy. They'll either be on strike or an hour behind. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, why is flying any better? So, the trains, Cassie. 
not if, not if you go like with the Swiss airline. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> French airline. Uh, French. Uh, not that this. I don't care about uh, you. Not that this will happen. But should the NHL negotiate to have when they try to negotiate with the IOC to have you know uh, travel to and from North America covered for NHL players who probably won't play in these Olympics. Do they also try to negotiate to bring over the item of his choosing? On a return? From yeah. Naples. Mm-hmm. I just think the Penguins need to bite the bullet and go do that. You know? I mean, if, I just, because most of all, I just want to see him roll out. I forget how much they weigh, but they're like massive. They're like a ton or something. What are those big, massive Napoli pizza ovens on the ice as a gift? <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Arr, you know, there's a big, massive truck coming down the Zamboni platform with this massive. Mm-hmm. It cracked the ice. Yeah, well, that's you why I'm saying that I have to, you know, now I'm sitting there thinking that I have to stop, you know, sort of at the Zamboni door, you know, just at the door. And there is your your custom pizza oven, you know. Approved by Pizza Napoli or Napoliana. I think it's Pizza Napoliana. There's literally like a, a group of people that determine what it, what legally constitutes a a Napoli pizza. Of course, it's your. I just they love do the that there. That stuff. No, you can't call this cheddar cheese. It's not from the town of Cheddar. So it's just curdled milk. <laughs> I have to give it a different name. <laughs> uh, all the old champagne jokes that go along with that are always awesome. Uh, There's a real missed opportunity for a minor league franchise name there. The curdled milk. Maybe that's maybe that's the. Uh, Is it? The well, whole? maybe that's maybe that's the uh, the farm team to the uh, to the Georgia Okefenokies. <laughs> Mm. Okay. Where will we put them, though? Wisconsin, if you're talking cheese. Yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, upstate New York already has enough teams. Yeah, it'd be close enough. I mean, you notice how some of the you notice how some of the teams are already starting to fall away from the whole. Let's have our AHL franchise in the same city as us. <laughs> a lot of them are kind of going, eh, okay. That was fun. Let's move on. Well, <laughs> so, something leads me to believe it, it's actually going to swing back in the other direction as more and more NHL franchises buy up teams. Especially when somehow the league is going to introduce a 33rd team next year to account for the whole stupid situation of this is a development league, but we don't actually run it. Yeah. Development league. Yeah. No, I don't. They're going to start saying that the AHL is not a development league either. It's an. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, well, well sorry. <laughs> well, now they finally be telling the truth in most the, instances. The funny thing is, right. is it's really kind of not because they've got all the rules preventing players from going in mm-hmm. who need to be elevated to the next tier but aren't ready for the NHL. So their development is not mm-hmm. carried forward unless you're from Europe. But even then, they're not really being developed. They're just being put on out on different lines in different situations and not actually being coached at all. Well, sometimes they are kind of being developed. It, it, it depends does. on the team. And it depends on the player, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of... Uh, I mean, thank God these younger guys aren't as passive as the older generations have been. <laughs> They'll demand it. They'll be the, these Gen Z players coming in are going to be like, "We demand you coach us." <laughs> yeah, because you know, once upon a time, you know, certain 
former NHL players, they actually had to spend a season or two down in the AHL and kind of get some things going before they became names like, I don't know, Mark Stone. It's so good to see Spencer Knight in the lineup. I hope he's doing good. Oh, my God, yeah. Not only seeing that he'll be in the lineup, but seeing that he he's honestly young and talented, and he doesn't look yeah. out of place in um, fire wagon hockey right now. It's fire wagon hockey with a mismatch of rosters, and then we get the first 10 games, which is just complete bana- you know, bananas. Not to go back to the banana bread thread, but <laughs> we maybe we should. Um, so what's your favorite recipe? Um, no. Buttermilk, <laughs> definitely. Got to have some buttermilk in there. Mm. Yep. Brown sugar. Yep. And a good and a good dose of... Mm. I really side, no, I, sidetracked no. that one. <laughs> I, I, I think we have a title for the episode. It's just a banana nut bread recipe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> two cups of all-purpose flour one cup of granulated sugar mm-hmm. one half cup of brown sugar quarter cup of warm buttermilk with two tablespoons of butter brought up to 90 degrees Fahrenheit cup and a half of mashed bananas cup of chopped mm-hmm. walnuts not diced so when was the last time you made a banana bread? Was that recent then? <laughs> I, I have made it so many times, it's almost ingrained. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> but yeah, um, I tried to I tried to do one sort of a sour cream take on it, and it didn't work. Now, if you're going to add sour cream to something, it usually just works best with a strong yeah. flavor like well, chocolate. It doesn't really mm. work well with other things. Sometimes, occasionally, but most of the time, it's just a chocolate thing. I, I used to bake a lot, but I don't anymore because it's just me, and I would have to eat all that. So <laughs> I don't usually, I don't typically bake very often at this point in my life. <laughs> Although technically, I am an award-winning Please ex- as a child. Be careful, Cassie. You you might have just <laughs> the eighty seven bot. You know, might have some new uh, new directives yeah. coming careful, very very Nicholas. soon. Mm-hmm. Be careful, Daedalus is not pleased. <laughs> no, I mean when I was a kid, I used to submit stuff to the fair, and I won ribbons for my age group. So technically, I am an award winning. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Part. The first part is fine. You're an award-winning baker. It doesn't matter. So what NHL teams play in a city that also has a, a major, for lack of a better term, agricultural fair? Actually in the city? It, actually in the city, because yeah. I do know the Hurricanes. Tampa does. The Florida State Fair is in February and it is in Tampa. Okay. Um, okay. Hang on. Uh, Are there any um, food prep baking competitions, just something tied to the Calgary Stampede? Because, I mean, our North Carolina State Fair, it, it's – We've, we've got both sides of the ag. We've got the food and the animals. Uh, I'm sure that there is. Actually, Washington, D.C. has a, a chili cook-off every year. So chili cook-offs are really big in the in the Virginia, Maryland area. <sighs> so we've gotten team puppies. That's become a more commonplace thing. I need... I need a team building. I need the, I need individual teams to start submitting recipe baked books. goods. Recipe books. We need team recipe books. And it has to be by the players and not their wives and girlfriends or mothers. Unless, of course, it was a recipe handed down to them from like a mother or grandmother. And that's an exception. The Texas State Fair is in Arlington. Okay. It's a burb. Close enough. It's a burb of like... DTW. 
See, now I'm going back to our to our sort of cook off. <clears throat> and if we if we did the division, if we did a head to head of the divisions, Iron Chef style. You pick your top three for the Metro Pacific, the other division in that one division that's got those other teams. I can't, I, I can't, I know, but There's I can't think of the other of two them. right now. Um, pick your top three chefs and they have to, in a state fair style competition, like a, oh, like a barbecue showdown. You got to have a, you got to have a, a, a two proteins, sides, and a dessert. Okay. Okay. And your proteins aren't limited to meat. But the recipes for everything has to be go through an approval process, and it can't just be some random crap that you're, like, grabbing. Why? What? what? No. You pick the best cooks on the team yeah. and tell them to go, and you and you do and you do you you do the ingredient reveal Iron Chef style. Mm. Where you can give them like you can give them a choice of like three beef or meat meat based proteins and three plant based proteins, so they can mix and match if they want. And then let them design the menu around that. So kind of a bake-off, kind of a, I mean, just like a, okay. It's a cooking show. It's a cooking competition, but it's got NHL players. And here's here's the kicker. You can you can pull in your title sponsor, Kraft. Mm-hmm. See, I think it needs to be a yearly thing, and whoever wins it the year before, whether they've retired, moved to another league, or whatever, have to come back and like defend their title regardless. Forget the president's trophy. I think this is something all the players could get behind. Um, maybe this is the way we do second round seating. <laughs> <laughs> We we have we have like a four day break in between the first and second rounds. Everyone congregates, at, at, you know, like somewhere, you know, somewhere a, a neutral site, centralized, a neutral site game. And there's a mm-hmm. massive cooking competition between the teams, and the winner gets to pick the round, gets to pick their playoff opponent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, they're graded. Oh. That that's that sorts out the uh, that sorts the, out the uh, oh, uh, order. Oh man! So you know, one versus four, two versus three, like that. <laughs> I am down with that. Please sign me up for your newsletter. <laughs> let me know where I can let me know where I can make donations to your organization. <laughs> Yeah, you could have Kraft, you could have Heinz. Hellman's? Best foods for you, Patrick? I love that. <laughs> I, I love that that, that that line exists between those two. Do you have any Hellman's? What? Oh, you must be from the East Coast. It's called Best Foods out here. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing, trust me. <laughs> The exact same thing. Packaging is exactly the same. They taste exactly the same. They just have a different name on the label. That is it. Well, I. Why did we get the crappy one on our coast? We won because we got the, you know, we got the better jingle, right, Cassie? Bring out the best foods, bring out the best in life. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's just. I know where this Hellman's thing came from. West Coast. (laughs) Not that I'm a big mayonnaise West. fan. I mean, you know, it's like I, I like it on sandwiches, coast, but only a little coast, bit. West Coast, yo. I we need we need an at the All Star break, <sighs> in, instead of doing some of the competitions, you know, giving the guys what was it a year's worth of Chipotle when there are no Chipotles in Quebec. We have a cooking competition because there are going to be invariably guys on those teams that do actually enjoy doing it. You mm-hmm. know, 
Let them team up and go head to head. And you can, and you can start incorporating some celebrities as judges. And I use the term celebrity very loosely. The local celebrities. Maybe, maybe even get Ted, you know, from, um, what's the, um, God, the name of the show that I named earlier that everyone just rips off. Top Chef. Thank you. The the one that the guy that used to be on Queer Eye for the straight guy. Yeah. Get him as one of your chefs or one of your one of your judges. Then maybe you get a local celebrity chef for whatever city you're in to be another one. Cause they're they're, you know, any of the cities these guys are going to in the playoff breaks are all gonna have like a Wolfgang Park or you know, a Batali or someone's got a restaurant there. You can pull one of them in. And then a couple of people from whomever has the rights to the the broadcast the game that year. There's there's your judging panel. Couple, yeah. couple of media people. You know, Gretz Gretz has got to be there, especially after seeing what his diet was, what his pregame meal was. Holy crap! First of all, how did he stay that skinny? Second of all, how is he still alive? <laughs> I mean, well, we'd go have some pizza, some fried chicken, a couple Cokes. I'd have a Coke at intermission. Okay, you know, dude, I love Coke, like nobody's business, but even I wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Nope. Uh, (sighs) Okay, I think we've exhausted our cooking show. What next? Sewing? Rosie Greer used to be a massive <laughs> needlepoint knitter. And that's not ever talked about enough. Talk about fidget hands, man. There's nothing wrong with, with then doing any of my dad used to like patch up his own clothes. I know how to sew. There ain't a damn thing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good times. Awkward pause. Should we have an awkward pause? <laughs> I wonder if the NH. I wonder if the NH. I wonder fun. if the NHL players are complaining <laughs> about the locker room facilities at these hockeyville games when they're playing in you know these little junior arenas. No, because they're cute and they have charm. They harken back to the good old days from when they played junior hockey. Wait a minute. I have another idea. Uh-oh. Do tell. At the NHL draft, there are a bunch of tables that just happen to be set up, and they're separated by individual teams. What if... What if every draft class had to then work on the floor in their own mini-kitchen? Sort of like a, a pre-scouting combine. And, Let's see if he's capable of taking care of himself mm-hmm. as an adult. Because you know, all the teams they fly the kids in to the to the town. They bring in last year's drafted prospects. They always have some sort of nutritionist, some some someone that takes them to the local grocery store and shows them here are the kinds of foods you want to buy. Here's what you don't want to buy. These are the good aisles. Oh, wait, that's a lie. Everything on the outside of the store is good, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. No, you've just been drafted. Oh, you think you're going to a party? No. You immediately set up like the, I'm going to say a chop style kitchen right there on the draft Stop floor. catering. Yep. Mm-hmm. Feeding the tables. We need waiters. <laughs> no, they, they they have to they have to work as line cooks. That see, I was thinking about that. Would you get a celebrity chef and say each team has to bring in three prospects and they become like the sous chefs or you know the preppers or whatever? No, 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 no. I, I know how to incorporate this into a much more entertaining format. Please. 
take it away. We have NHL Prospects Home Ec TV series. Like, you know, four, five, six episodes where all of these guys are taught how to do all the things you should know, cooking, cleaning, uh, laundry, uh, you know, everything that, that like a home ec class would have had back in the day. And uh, we follow them with a the camera and watch them do that, learn, you know, cooking classes and sewing classes and all kinds of things. But instead of the prospects, can we make the veterans do this? We make the veterans teach them. Hang on here. <laughs> we team a veteran up with a rookie and teach them both how to do it. And the one who does it the best yep. at the end okay. of each episode gets a reward of some sort. Now, how do we get this into the CBA? Or would this be would this be outside mm. of the purview of the of compensation? This is not hockey related revenue. Ergo, I think so it falls outside where they're free to make whatever they want. But also as part of the mm -hmm. promotion, they have to get sign off for team logo usage. So we put it on HGTV or Food Network. I think if you did one series, I, I appreciate the home act aspect of that, Cassie. It's a tough sell for an individual mm -hmm. network. Mm. NHL Network, they'll yeah, show anything that's hockey related. Well, we want people if nobody to see cares. It, <laughs> that's, that's the point, right? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So the learning channel is no longer learning about and you have other than gross people. You said HGTV yeah, and Food Network, company. right? You, 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 Warner Brothers, who happens to have a stake in some uh, some network that shows these, whatever their day job is. I think it's... Um, TNT. I don't know, something to do with ice, ice sculpting. I don't know. <laughs> I was watching um, Groundhog Day uh... last, last night. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> the ice sculpting. How did I? How did I forget that part? How do we? So, <clears throat> but TNT, because they're tied in with Warner through crazy, stupid monopolies. But there's a way to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Do it in the off season, like, you know, August and had broadcast it, you know, have time to edit it and stuff and broadcast it like the week before the initial season starts. Well, you don't have to do that, Cassie. You can, you, you can, you or can Ricky sort of broadcast it during the season too. Cause you don't want to, I mean, you don't need to shoot during the season. You, cause you won't be able to. Right. But there isn't anything that says right. you couldn't, you know, start it like in August build your you know do all of your episodes and everything mm -hmm. and then just you know broadcast one one a week until you probably you probably be able to get enough to last you until like all-star break because after all-star break they want to clear the paths for all of their you know road to the stanley cup crap <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So what? I mean, I think of them, HGTV would probably be our best bet. Yeah. So we get exactly. Yeah, oh yeah, we're getting we're getting EP credits or? for sure and created by okay. credits. Yeah. And we'll we'll retain international mm -hmm. rights and points on mm -hmm. um, uh, syndication for sure. 
and uh, spinoffs too. We'll want, we'll want spinoffs. Uh, yeah, uh, VOD sales for sure. Mm-hmm. VOD sales and rentals. Mm-hmm. It... <gasps> I oh man, they could go on guys' grocery games. We can get NHL players on Guy's Grocery Games. Oh, my God. They have a consultant. You know, like the like the team nutritionist could be their consultant. But they go on Guy's Grocery Games. No, it's the veteran player. Either one. doesn't matter. It's the, it oh, could be veterans and rookies. Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's... You okay. Know, you, you could do the whole thing, right? International versus North American. You know, country versus country. Rookies versus veterans. We can take this a step further if we get the PA involved. So they've always been talking about how can the PA, how can the league do right by recently retired players? The players accompany guy on diners, dives, and whatever. You read. You recreate, you bring back the man versus food where retired players do food challenges. Come on. Win every one of those. (laughs) How did you know the player in the. (laughs) His name was right on my tongue. I'm actually. So on our spinoff, Hockey House Hunters. Uh, Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. we can branch out. It doesn't have to be just hockey. No. You can do pro Cassie, athlete. screw that. I don't want to deal with any other pro athletes. <laughs> no, uh, no, I mean as well, spinoffs we, I, of that I, I, I that just, we can like Give me the money out. from the spinoff because we created the oh. original idea. But I don't. I want nothing to do with the production. Right, right. That's what I'm no. saying. I mean, I'll take EP on that because right. I got creative rights. But uh, don't don't come to me when you got a when right. you got a baseball player that's throwing a diva. No, don't care. Yeah. Hockey House Hunters. Triple H. Huh? Huh? I think we've really fallen off into a whole weird-ass place right now. (laughs) I mean, not that it wasn't weird-ass before, but... What? Are we supposed to obsess over little fights during preseason games? And guys being released from PTOs? And no. getting their feelings hurt because rookies are taking a run at them like they always have. And <laughs> like they once did once upon a time? Since oh, kind of started, you know, the fall off in everyone's interest in Pukdoku. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I'd be interested to see what their mm-hmm. stats are. First, first preseason game starts, traffic to the site drops 50%. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I... how many different accounts do different media members that actually still travel? They probably signed up for two or three just to make sure they haven't learned all the tricks to, you know, um, it's backup goaltenders. Yeah. Anytime you have an intersect of scoring of skater scoring stats or teams played for in scoring stats, you know, non-team specific, Ray Whitney is a free square. Everything else is a backup goalie. Or can be. In some cases, a starting goalie, you know, you know, 100 penalty minutes in a year. Huh, Ron Hextall, tick. Nope, Garth never got there. Yeah, he he was in the 70s, I think, but Hextall did it twice back to back years. One of my Hmm. favorite stats. Okay. You know what has to happen now. GBBO style. Backup goaltenders bake cakes that look like they're masks. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, I'm... I'm... Oh, the amount of players I would love to see on that show is 
<laughs> off the chart. Having to carve out a mask shape from their uh, block of, of icing and, and uh, watching them cake. try and pronounce the word fondant <laughs> would I think be hysterical. Oh, God. oh my gosh, Pierre Edward Belmar, just having another French person in there with the jug shock. Oh, oh come on, let's go. Where he gets an immediate advantage because he speaks wall. real French and not, you know, French Canadian. Um, mm-hmm. Not archaic French. My, uh, my question would be, can we get Richard Steven Tabarachi on that show? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.